where we discuss all things spiritual, well-being, and wellness at a 101 level. So if you've ever wondered what the law of attraction is or what a block chakra is or what namaste really means, then the universe led you here for a reason and this podcast is for you. I'm Michelle Schoenfeld. I'm a master energy healer and a former couture-aholic coming to you from the Eaton Hotel Workshop in Washington, D.C. So today's podcast is part two of last week, and it's a little bit different than most of them in that I'm doing a recap of my two-month residency as a well-being expert in Turkey for the Life Co. actually, amongst other things that I did there. So for those of you who are new, I encourage you to go back and listen to the very first episode where I kind of lay out what this podcast is all about and who I am. But I'm going to do a little bit of that today as well. And the reason why is I have a friend who's really good on Instagram. She has you know over 300,000 followers. And one of the tips she gave me is that every time you are posting or recording or doing something that's not 100% consistent with what you do, every sixth time, go back and do a little recap. So this is my eighth show, and I'm going to do just a tiny recap. So I, the reason I call it You Lost Me at Namaste is because before I had my spiritual awakening, before I became a master energy healer and started teaching meditation and really interested in well-being and all this stuff, I had a very corporate life. I was uh, living in the suburbs, I have two kids, big house, nice car, definitely going after the brass ring, working, 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 um, co-owned a medical spa for 13 years. But I really didn't understand what, um, what it meant to like vibrate high or what namaste was or any of those kind of spirituality hippy dippy terms. So in my mind, I did a little yoga, a little yoga when I was young. My mom actually uh, was, is very much a hippie. I lived on a commune briefly and did yoga when I was little. But by the time I was old enough to realize about judgment and getting embarrassed, I kind of recreated myself and did the whole sorority mainstream, really went as far away as I could from crystals and inner well-being. I thought it was just too out there for me. Um, I thought there was two types of people who did yoga, to be honest. There was the natural fiber, patchouli-wearing, uh, vegan, not that there's anything wrong with that because I happen to be vegan, but there was that type. Like, I'm going to live in a tent and go to music festivals. And then there was the, oh my God, like it changed my life. I love yoga. It's so amazing. But now I'm doing Soul Cycle. Have you been to the last class? So that was the two. Like, one is carrying crystals. The other is carrying Prada. I didn't really fit in to either one of those groups. Then I had my kind of awakening. And like a lot of healers, it came from trauma and an extreme illness. Um, I had some traumatic things happen in my life, then got stage three cancer, and that really changed my life. It led me to this road of well-being, self-healing, learning about the mind-body connection and our ability to heal, because we all have the ability to heal ourselves. And what else is out there? So I started doing research, I started reading, I started taking classes, I started going to workshops. And everything that resonated with me, I just learned more about it and I loved it. So now I am a master energy healer and I teach this kind of thing and that leads me back to my residency in Turkey. So I took a little bit of a hiatus from Washington and went to Bodrum, Turkey and worked for the Life Co. Wellbeing Center, which is an amazing detox center and detox in Europe is really about detoxing our body from heavy metals, from everyday things we put into our body that aren't good for us. It really has nothing to do with like rehab. 
it's all about cleaning up our bodies inside and out, taking care of our minds, taking care of um, everything that has to do with well-being. So while I was there, um, I had a really great opportunity to meet some pretty cool celebrities. I'll talk about that in a few minutes. Kate Moss, Sadie Frost, um, just to mention a couple. I was in the newspaper, which was a lot of fun, and just really, really enjoyed my time living my purpose, adding value to people's lives, and really kind of trusting that I was on the right path. So, but I'm gonna backtrack a little bit and just say that part of the reason I'm also doing today, uh, recap, and I don't have a guest. Usually I'll have a guest on the show, somebody who's an expert in whether it's chakras. And by the way, chakras are just energy meridians. We all have them. It's basically like what acupuncture is um, based on, is energy meridians. And we know that it's valid. Mainstream medical insurance companies now are paying for people to get acupuncture because they, excuse me, realize the value. And that's all chakras are, is they're energy meridians that reside in our body. So having a blocked chakra is something that we actually can work on to fix, to give our life, um, just make it happier and cleaner. So often here on this podcast, we'll talk about chakras or meditation or EFT or tapping or crystals. Um, But today I want to talk about what led me to Turkey to begin with, because I do talk a lot about it. I really do feel like Turkey, especially the Aegean side of Turkey, which is the Mediterranean Aegean side, is gonna be the new well-being mecca of the world. Kind of like what Costa Rica was 10 years ago, Uh, maybe what Phuket in Thailand has been the last several years. Bali, just I really feel like Turkey is gonna be this new destination for wellness and well-being. Never mind, it's beautiful, the sea is beautiful, the people are amazing and, and the food is great, but there's something special in the water there. There's something special in the soil. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about it. So four years ago, uh, exactly this week, I embarked on my first trip to Turkey. And it was kind of my bucket list trip. I went with a very close girlfriend. She had never been there. Actually, she didn't want to go. She wanted to do Barcelona instead. But I convinced her that if we couldn't go to India, because it was August, that we had to go to Turkey. There was just something that was calling me there. there was, I knew it had something to do with big love. And I knew I had to go. My grandfather had consulted to the Indian government and helped set up wildlife preserves, but he also talked about the magic and beauty of Turkey. So I wanted to see it for myself. So four years ago this week, we aboarded a plane, landed in Istanbul, had no idea what to expect, um, just saw the beautiful and the Bosphorus and the smells and the topography. I had no idea it was like mountains meeting the sea. And then the Bosphorus and just how beautiful it was. You know, the Bosphorus I talked about last week a little bit. It's the body of water that connects the Marmar, which connects the Mediterranean, the sea, to the Black Sea. And it actually divides the two continents. So you can stand on the European continent, on the edge of the Bosphorus, and gaze across at Asia, at a totally different continent. And it's really pretty cool. So when we got there, we definitely had a life-changing experience. For me, the big love was all about finding self-love. And Turkey started me on my journey to find self-love because that's what life is all about. If you can truly learn to love yourself, everything that goes with it, learn to forgive yourself, learn the things that make you not perfect, learn to embrace the things that you do like about yourself, just real true, non-judgmental self-love, then everything else will be good. You can handle situations better in life. You are a better friend. You're a better person. 
It doesn't matter what's going on in the world around you if you have financial stress or work stress or anything else. Because if you truly have self-love, then none of those seem that important and you can address them with a pretty clear view. You can be definitely more decisive in decision-making when you come from a place of self-love. So the trip to Turkey started my journey to finding true self-love, which gives me this energy that I love to share with people. And for my friend who is with me, who um, is a little bit younger than me, had never been married, single, and I don't want to say she was giving up on big love, but she was getting to the point where, is it going to happen for me? She was in her mid-30s, um, had had some other you know, serious relationships, but just nothing that ever really resonated with her soul. So we actually called that this trip, it was going to be our summer of big love. And the year before, when I was still going through cancer treatment, I couldn't even imagine traveling abroad yet. We used big love as a passcode for all of our travel plans. So here we walk into the Bosphorus or, you know, into Istanbul and not knowing that literally 48 hours, 48 to 72 hours after we landed, that she would meet the love of her life. She would meet her big love. And it's a really, really wonderful story that I will have her on as a guest at a later time to share. Um, and I'll tell any of you out there who are wondering if it's going to happen, don't give up because it's out there. It's out there for all of us. And once you start to learn to love yourself, the right person will be attracted to you. And if you're going through a bad breakup or you're sad right now, you know, kind of that cliche meme on Instagram that we've probably all seen. It's like, if you can love the wrong person this much, imagine how much you can love the right person. And it's true. So hang in there. Um, now back to my friend. So she found this big love and she had never felt this way before. It was a really beautiful love story. I will have her on hopefully this fall to tell it firsthand because it was truly magical. So that happened four years ago, this wonderful trip to Turkey. Well, we left, we went on to Greece and eventually Barcelona and had a really great time. And actually I went to Barcelona. She never joined me. She went back to go see if this love was real, which it is. I'm happy to say she's married now. And um, uh, actually it's not a secret. I can say this now. She's, they're expecting their first child, which is very exciting. So I took her to Turkey, almost kicking and screaming. She didn't want to go, but she led me back to Turkey because a year and a half, two years later, I had the opportunity to go back and help her plan her wedding. And while I was there, it was in Bodrum, I fell in love with it. In fact, I was in a place called Gemushluk and I felt like it was home. I felt like I had lived there before. In fact, I'm convinced that in a previous life, I did live there. It's the sunken city of Mindos, which uh, sunk in an earthquake, I believe around 3000 years ago. It goes back to the story of Brutus and Cleopatra. There's amazing history that took place there. But this sunken castle wall is not protected and it's only a couple feet below the water, the beautiful salty Aegean, and you can walk on it. You can walk out um, on this castle wall to the castle actually. And the first time I did that, I had this wave of energy. It was like an electric shock and visions of a life I had lived. And now this might be getting a little out there for some of you, but um, it, it was just the most amazing feeling. If you've ever been somewhere before that you've never been and you feel like, wow, this is really familiar. Well, that's, that's what I experienced. And I knew I had to come back. So of course I went back for her wedding a few months later. And then um, in the meantime, I was in the process of purging my life. So I also a lot of times talk about in this podcast, letting go. Stuff has energy, especially things made out of wood and metal. And I was going through this process where I had to um, kind of sell my house to move on. 
I was living there alone. Um, it was time to let go, but also a lot of items in my life. So I was going through this process of purging and it felt good because, you know, we need to get rid of the old to make room for the new, right? When you get rid of old energy and let go of things, it makes a really beautiful space for bringing in new energy and new love and, and new adventures, really. So this is the process that I did. And while I was doing it, I ended up at a really pretty but small apartment, um, a condo in Northwest DC, the Shaw neighborhood. And I'm on the top floor, so I, I will say I really love it. I have beautiful floor to ceiling windows that overlook the city. But it was very different from my suburban life in the woods with deer and fox. And, and I didn't really have any outdoor space um, in this condo, but I have a beautiful roof. So whenever I started feeling anxious, like what am I doing with my life? What's going on? There's a lot of change at once. I go up to the roof and meditate. I'm a big believer in meditation. I teach meditation. It's definitely one of the best ways to clear negative energy and rejuvenate yourself. Um, I have podcasts on that. Go back to the archives and search if you're interested. Um, or DM me, I can send you the links. But I'd go to my roof and I'd meditate. And in my meditation, I do a positive visualization. So this is really important. If you ever want to manifest something into your life, whether it's love or a job or an adventure, or really what you have to think about is what do you want from that? And what you want, what we all want usually, is a feeling. We want that feeling of love, that feeling of happiness, that feeling of abundance. And so when I'd go up into my roof and meditate there's a part in there i always do a grounding i always do a clearing i always do this like love bringing in love from the universe and, and putting it back out so when i got to the part about abundance and where i saw myself not in five years not in, in five weeks but just where i saw myself in the next year or so and the feeling i wanted from it i wanted to figure out a way that i could make money doing what i really love not that i didn't love you know i was in pharmaceutical sales early in my life I had this wonderful medical spa in Chevy Chase. I love that, I love my staff, I love the clients, but none of that was really soul fulfilling. What fills my soul is helping people heal, helping people find self-love, helping people learn how to heal themselves and find their happiness. In fact, that's what the article in the Hurry Up newspaper on me was about, was how do you find happiness? If you're happy, great, but if you're not, it's up to you to make some changes. So here I am up on my roof. And I'm doing this visualization. And every time I visualize on this feeling I want, I want to help people, I want to make money doing it, and I want to be happy. The first image that came to my mind was always this really beautiful outdoor space with candles and blowing white fabric and tropical flowers. And then it would be me like meditating or teaching or something like that. A lot of people around, kind of like a workshop. And then it would be me on this beautiful white, but um, modest porch with beautiful pink bogan villa blowing in the wind and the beautiful blue sea below. And these were the images that came. And this is so drastically different from my life growing up in Texas in the Midwest and living in an urban uh, situation in DC, but it felt right. And so this image kept coming. I didn't judge it. I didn't question it. I just went with it. And then one day it came, you have to go back to Turkey and you have to go back in July. And I was like, okay, I blew it off. Like, I, I don't have the money necessarily. I don't have the time. How am I going back to Turkey? There's no reason. You know, I went for my friend before. I went for a wedding. I went for a holiday. There's no reason for me to go back to Turkey. Well, you know, a couple days later, the same message came. And we can't ask the universe. We can't ask God or our higher self, whatever you're comfortable with, right? We can't ask for a message on what to do next when we're confused and then not follow it. So I was like, okay, this seems crazy. It was May, uh, maybe the beginning of June at this point. I was like, but I have to go to Turkey. So exactly a year ago, 
yesterday, so a year ago this week, I went back to Turkey and I interviewed, I put myself out there at some really amazing well-being centers. I did Six Senses, I did Kaplankia, I did, um, of course, the Life Co. And I had three interviews, walked away with three job offers, and the one I chose was the Life Co., this amazing number one in the world well-being center that I'd actually never even heard of. Um, I did some research. I saw, oh, Kate Moss goes there, and a lot of other celebrities go there. In fact, um, when I was there this winter, some some of the people who did Bohemian Rhapsody were there. Like, it's a very cool place, but it's not something we really know about here in the United States. So I interviewed, and a year ago, <laughs> yesterday, they offered me a position, and I taught my first class there um, on August 8th. 2018. And, you know, I'm a little bit of a numerologist, so I love that 888 in those numbers, um, the infinity and this like really trusting that this was the direction I needed to follow. So it didn't come with a big title. It didn't come with a lot of money, but it felt good. It resonated. I felt like I was adding value. So fast forward, I went back and taught a retreat over the winter called Heal Your Life. And then I went back and did a two-month residency just this last May and June, and I just returned. So that is a very long story for my recap on, on my trip to Turkey. And I know I, I gave that little teaser there about Kate Moss, and I did. I had um, Kate Moss was a client there with her friend Sadie Frost. I'm sure um, some of you have heard the name or not. She's married to Jude Law, but she's way cooler. That's actually the least interesting thing about her. She was the more famous one. Um, and their friend, Rosemary Ferguson. So I'm name dropping because they're my very best friends now, my new best friends. <laughs> but also because even though I'm not on their radar and they're on mine, um, they publicly speak about this. Uh, Sadie is amazing. She has a yoga line and Pilates wear that I encourage you to check out. It's Frost London. And Rosemary Ferguson has a wonderful site. I follow her on Instagram that has to do with diet and healthy eating and is just a very, very cool woman. So Kate, um, I had the opportunity to work with her three of the 10 days that she was there. And I found her to be incredibly humble, approachable, and real. And the reason I am bringing her up in this, because of course it's very cool to me, we're you know about the same age, and so I grew up watching her, um, watching her life from afar, is that when it comes down to it, we're all the same. And, and that doesn't mean that like, you know, I haven't been on a hundred glossy magazine covers. And most of us have never experienced that kind of fame or lifestyle. But when it comes down to basic human needs and wants, we're all the same. The conversations I had with her were about love, were about her life, her friendships, about her daughter. She has a badass 16-year-old daughter. And some of the issues that she has with her um, are the exact same issues I've had with my daughter. And they're real. They're real issues. And a lot of them have to do with um, outward-facing situations, social media, um, appearance, um, and just mother-daughter dynamics. And it was really very interesting to see, and Sadie as well, you know, her children are pretty amazing, and the relationships she has with them, the majority of conversations we had were about how do we communicate? How do we communicate with our children? But also love in our life, you know? Um, Kate did talk a little bit about her boyfriend and was incredibly um, humble and real about it. And, you know, Sadie as well, and it's fun, like I said, it's fun to name drop, but it's also really cool to see these people that have what seems like from the outside, everything going for them. And in a lot of ways they do, of course, but 
it doesn't matter when it comes down to love, self-love, and happiness. And it's up to all of us. It's up to all of us to find it. And, and it's out there. And it was really beautiful to watch how far they've all come in their life. And coincidentally, while we were there, um, one of the uh, magazines, you know, the glossy magazines out of the UK, had a big, huge picture on the cover of Kate in the Johnny Depp years. And it was talking about the it couple of the 90s and all the turmoil that they experienced. And I thought, gosh, what would it be like, you know, to constantly try to heal your life and move on and do the right thing and then have the media constantly throw back in your face times in your life that maybe you loved and maybe you didn't, right? Like that maybe should be private. And how grateful I am that the majority of my life was, is pretty private and not being thrown back in my face. But also thinking about for these teenagers and for kids growing up, how different it is out there when nothing you really do is private anymore. And nothing that you do um, it is coming from a place of authentic vibration when it comes to social media. So. The reason I'm bringing that up is coming full circle back to meditation and healing and how important it is to really take time to focus on what makes you happy and not worry about what anybody else thinks about you, not worry about any judgments that are out there from family, from friends, from previous expectations that maybe you put on yourself or expectations that were put on you from anybody in your life and really focus on what makes you happy, what makes you tick, what makes you feel alive. So I could talk about this all day, uh, but I do have limited time and I don't want anybody out there to be bored. So I just wanna cover a couple things, a couple more things. And one is on every episode here, I do a question section. So I would love to answer your questions. Email me at Michelle, and that's with two L's. So M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E at MichelleSchoenfeld.com. Again, Michelle at michelleschoenfeld.com or DM me. I'm on Instagram at michelleschoenfeldofficial. Send me your questions. It can be anything, relationships, spiritual, chakras, meditation, diet, anything you want. And I will answer them online or answer them on the podcast. And then I also do a mantra. So the mantras are something that I ask that you repeat to yourself several times in a row, several times a day for the next week. And they're designed to just kind of help you feel good and rewire your mind to a place of positivity and eagerness and optimism. One of my favorites that we've done from the past is I deeply and completely love and accept myself. So if you're new to my podcast, I'm going to ask you to start with that one or maybe have two this week. So I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Um, and you say it a few times in a row in the mirror when you're brushing your teeth, you're driving to work several times every single day. So anyway, the mantra for this week is, I am ready to create powerful change. I am ready to create powerful change. I am ready to create powerful change. And the idea behind this is that you can do anything you want in your life. You're not too old. You're not too young. Don't worry if you're experienced enough or not. If there's something that you want to do, if you need to make a change to find that true happiness, to find that purpose, to find what makes you tick, whatever it is, you can do it. So you have to tell yourself that you're ready. You can let go of the past, let go of those limiting beliefs. Don't ever even focus on it or think about it and tell yourself, I am ready to create powerful change. So that's going to be it for today. And I'm just going to say namaste to you all. Namaste just means 
that the soul in me bows to the soul in you, or the soul in me honors you. It's a really nice salutation. So that's a wrap for this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. So have a great week. Love to you all. Namaste.